Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD. Welcome back to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. Uh, If you're joining us for the first time this week, I do recommend you go back to the archive and go back and see one of our interview as we're talking about skin with Dr. Fane L. Fry. She is a board-certified dermatologist. She had her training at Cornell University Medical College, and she has over 20 years of experience treating skin diseases and helping patients look their best. She's also the creator of this wonderful little website called fryface.com where you can really learn a lot of information about products that are out there. We know that it's sometimes a little bit overwhelming and this is a great place to start to learn about ingredients and products. So when you go out there, you actually are informed and you make educated choices when you purchase your products. Uh, Dr. Fry, welcome back to part two. Thank you for having me, Dr. Diane. It's a pleasure. All right. So one of the things we talked about last time was uh, the things to avoid. I wonder, um, or I should say we talked about the things to use, the things that are best for your skin. I wonder if you can address some of the specific things to avoid. Uh, Let's review. We remind our listeners that the simplest skincare regimen to help our skin Uh, is a cleanser, a moisturizer, and a sunscreen. Uh, Things to avoid. The first thing that I would avoid is anything with fragrance in it. Uh, We know from science that skin allergic reactions are um, common, Um, although it's a very safe industry, but the most common cause of these skin reactions is fragrance. So in any given product that we use, I would say to avoid anything with fragrance in it. Uh, about a particular product, I would avoid any product that is expensive and promises to deliver um, the fountain of youth because as we discussed last week, moisturizers are wonderful. Anti-aging creams are really moisturizers that hydrate the skin, that there is no medical evidence that any particular over-the-counter ingredient can cause true rejuvenation. So I would encourage patients, users to avoid expensive anti-aging products that promise you the world. And there are so many of them out there. I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. So what exactly does anti-aging, anti-wrinkle mean and uh, how, how do these products work? Let's first ask ourselves, what does anti-wrinkle mean and how do they work? What is anti-aging? So if we discuss aging for a minute, um, there are two processes of aging. The first process of aging is inevitable. We all age. It's inherited. It's in our genes. Uh, It's going to happen regardless. It's called intrinsic aging or chronological aging. And over time, our physiological factors that cause our skin to make wrinkles or to become thin, we lose elasticity, right? We have the ability to stretch and maintain its shape. This is going to happen over time. We have no control over this. Uh, We lose a little fat under the skin. Gravity pulls us down a little bit, so we sag. 
And again, for some it occurs in the 20s, for some in the 30s, and others as late as the 40s. So that's intrinsic aging. Uh, Opposed to intrinsic aging, we have extrinsic factors that cause aging. And these are factors we have some control over. Um, The most important one, in my opinion, is ultraviolet light exposure, sun exposure. We know through science that sun exposure increases the intrinsic aging process, but it also attributes to excessive wrinkling and what we call photoaging, which is discoloration in the skin, um, again, wrinkling in the skin. Another factor that's extrinsic would be cigarette smoking. I would encourage everyone not to smoke cigarettes. It's, it's, it, it actually damages the skin. So when you understand anti-aging, first we have to understand aging. We have the intrinsic, which is going to happen regardless, and we have the extrinsic, which we have some, have some control over. So anti-wrinkle or on a bottle when it says anti-wrinkle, it's trying to imply to the consumer that it would actually reverse the aging process. But what it really means is it's moisturizing, it's hydrating. So if you can take a raisin or imagine a raisin, which is a little wrinkled, because as we get older, our superficial cells are a little bit pancake-like, they're a little wrinkled, and take this raisin and pump water into it. Now we have something that looks like a grape. And I'd ask you, is that anti-wrinkling? Is that anti-aging? Well, it is hydrating. It's a hydration effect. And yes, it will quote-unquote decrease the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, which is what we see on the labels. So actually, anti-wrinkle creams are truly hydrating, moisturizing creams. The workhorse of all these anti-aging products is truly its ability to hydrate the skin. Well, what about um, products such as Retin-A? I actually have seen where um, a lot of young people have started using Retin-A. Previously, it was used more so for its acne treating properties, but today I do see people who specifically will use Retin-A, Renovo, or any of those type of products to get rid of wrinkles. So what is true and what is false with that? Okay, well, what you said is true, but here's the difference. Retin-A is tretinoin or retinoic acid. It is a prescription. It is not sold over the counter. Uh, Dr. Kligman, back in the 60s and 70s, did wonderful research and showed, remember I, I talked last week about the three things that we must prove for an ingredient to really change the skin. It must be able to penetrate the entire level of the first level of skin, the stratum corneum. It must have a target at the other end. And it must have a physiologic change once it, you know, has to con- inc- has to penetrate in a concentration high enough also to have this target and this change in skin. Dr. Kligman showed tretinoin or retinoic acid was able to do those three things, and therefore it's a drug, and it is prescription. So Renova, yes, is it's called retinoic acid, and it has been shown to reduce fine wrinkles, splotches, and some skin roughness. It can penetrate. It's not always well tolerated. Uh, It's not always recommended for patients. Sensitive skin patients have a very difficult time with it sometimes. It can cause redness, flaking, itching, can cause burning. And we know it makes the skin more sensitive to sunlight, so it's not for everyone. Uh, Patients who do opt to use Renova or Retin-A get a prescription from their dermatologist or their physician. They must use sunscreen because if you use Retin-A and you don't use sunscreen, you could do more damage. 
So to the answer to your question, it has to do with cosmetic versus drug. And we didn't really discuss this last week, but a cosmetic in this country is not regulated by the FDA. It does not have to prove efficacy. It does not have to prove safety, although there is some safety standard. Drugs in this country must prove efficacy and safety. So the prescription Renova is a drug. It goes through all the steps and the FDA approvals for a drug. Unlike the over-the-counter retinoids, which you can then ask me about, there is some evidence the, re- the precursors to tretinoin, which is Renova, the brand name, are sold over-the-counter. They're sold as retinol, retinaldehyde, and some retinol esters. The esters are the mildest of all, and I'm not going to talk about them because there's, a, there's very little evidence they can do very much. But retinol and retinaldehyde, there are studies that show they may penetrate, and if so, ever so slightly. They may have a target that works, but the evidence to show there's real physiologic change by using over-the-counter precursor uh, Renova molecules like this retinol and retinaldehyde uh, is lacking. So if a, if a user could not tolerate the Renova and really wanted to try something, I, there would be no harm in them trying a retinol product over the counter. But again, its basic function is going to be as a moisturizer. It will be decreasing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles because it will be hydrating the skin. Because the formulation that we talked about last week of all these products is similar. They're water, they have heclusives, they have humectants, a little preservative, a little fragrance, and then they add a very tiny bit of this particular ingredient, which we'll call retinol, great marketing tool, so we know it's going to be moisturizing. But again, there is no medical evidence, very little proof that it is that ingredient that is going to rejuvenate the skin in an over-the-counter product. That's what we're talking about here, over-the-counter product. Mm-hmm. Prescription. Absolutely. And... and- in, in talking about other types of over-the-counter product, another thing that we see a lot of that we'll talk about being anti-wrinkle and anti-aging, products that contain vitamin C, for example. What are your thoughts on those? Vitamin C is an antioxidant. Um, it is a very unstable compound. It sees the light and it falls apart. It can't, it's very hard to keep it in solution. It may do some good in the bottle, it, it, it carries a little electron that helps replenish the vitamin E, actually, which is another antioxidant and skin's main antioxidant. Um, again, and I, I know in a test tube that these antioxidants are, are working, but to prove that when you put them in a moisturizer and they get on the skin in enough of a concentration to make a difference, again, double-blind control study, the evidence is just not there. Um, why we use antioxidants, it's marketing again. You know, there are a lot of theories of aging. One theory on aging is the free radical theory, which is what antioxidants are. Most people don't even know what antioxidants are when you ask them. Um, Oxygen is a necessary molecule. We need it to to live. But it has a dark side, oxygen. It sometimes carries a free electron, and we call that a radical, free radical. And these free radicals damage chemicals and cells in the body. And if you have antioxidants, these are little compounds that capture these free radicals to keep 
uh, again, damage occurring from cells. This is one theory to aging, that this is why we age. But there are a whole slew of other reasons why we age. There's the telomere theory, that we get older and there are these little, at the end of DNA, there are these little sequences of DNA, like much like the end of a shoelace. You have that little plastic piece at the end of the shoelace. And every time the cell divides, this, this little end of the um, gene gets, telomere gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it gets so small that it, the cell can't divide anymore. So if you look at the length of telomeres on babies, they're very long. Well, if you would look at the telomere on an aged person, it's very short. So here's another theory of aging. We have the Hayflick theory. We have the genetic theory that cells are just predetermined to divide so many times. We, for whatever reason, we pick the antioxidant theory because we can sell antioxidants. But the truth is there are a lot of theories to aging. Um, so to take these antioxidants that function in a test tube and put them in a skincare product and then try to prove that th that is the reason why it's rejuvenating or that it can rejuvenate, again, the medical science just hasn't been able to prove that so in over-the-counter skincare products. However, as a marketing tool, it is very, very valuable. Wow. So there are so many. When you walk in a store, there are so many over-the-counter products that actually call themselves anti-wrinkle. So are there are you saying there are none of them that, that actually is anti wrinkle, these over the counter well, products? They're all anti wrinkle because they're all moisturizing. They're actually telling you the truth. They do anti wrinkle. Remember that raisin that you pumped up and you got a grape? Mm -hmm. That is anti-wrinkle. It is, it is anti-wrinkle. It is decreasing the f appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, but it's a temporary hydration effect. The minute you stop these products, you're going to get your old wrinkled skin back. So they're not telling you that they're not they're not. It's not that they're telling you a lie. They're, they're, it well, is anti-wrinkle. Well, it's just I hydrating. The question, though, is more that not only will it be they're they're giving the impression that these will also reverse some of That's these wrinkles. Correct. Yeah. The, they will not. The FDA has come out many times. They've give. Uh, there is absolutely no fountain of youth in pill form or in cream form. There has not been a particular product that has ever been approved to reverse the aging process. To decrease the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, yes, it's an appearance issue only. But to actually rejuvenate the skin, I, 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 I'm not aware of one. All right. Well, you've heard it here. So we're going to take another break. And uh, when we come back, uh, I'm going to have um, Dr. Fry talk a little bit more about sunscreen we did address it last time but we'll just revisit it because i believe it's so important and we look and see if there are actually office treatments that could help to manage wrinkles again i'm talking with dr fry and she is the creator of the website fryface.com we'll be back shortly listen to health talk with dr diane md for tools and strategies to live a healthy happy and successful life for details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Are you ready to take control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? 
Join us for Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Atlanta's incredible radio, AM 1570 WIGO or listen live stream at WIGOAM.com. All right, welcome back. If you are just joining us, welcome to Health Talk. My guest today is Dr. Fane L. Fry. Uh, she is a board-certified dermatologist, and she is the creator of the website fryface.com. All right, so one of the things that I said was last time we did talk about the importance of sunscreen. I think it's so important that I'm going to ask you to just quickly talk about sunscreen again. Not enough of us use and so uh, share with us the importance of sunscreen in terms of uh, our anti-aging, our skin care regimen. Yes, sunscreen, in, certainly in my opinion, but I believe most dermatologists would agree, is the magic potion of anti-aging. There is science now that shows that individuals who use a broad-spectrum sunscreen compared to those who don't, you can prevent the signs of anti-aging or prolong them anyway. Um, and studies have been done and recently released comparing uh, groups of individuals who have used sunscreen compared to those who have not over a four- or five-year period of time. The study was out of Australia, and those who did use sunscreen had a significant decrease in discoloration. The surface of their skin was a more youthful surface than those who did not use it. Uh, the sun, I'm sure most people know, but if not, I'll remind them, emits three types of rays, two that reach the Earth's surface, UVA rays and UVB rays. UVA rays are the tanning rays, they're longer wavelength rays. UVB rays are ones we associate more with sunburn um, and UVA rays uh, do reach deeper, so a lot of people believe they're more responsible for aging, but it looks like both types of rays can do everything. Um, and so to use a sunscreen is important. And to use a broad-spectrum sunscreen, meaning it protects you against those UVA rays and UVB rays, is important. An SPF of 30 will block about 97% of the rays that do reach into your skin. And again, that's regardless of your skin type. If you're very fair or if you're a person of color, you should absolutely use um, sunscreen. Um, and SPF 30 or higher, I recommend water resistant again if you're going to be having activity outdoors, swimming, or activity where you're going to be sweating, and reapplying every two hours. Reapply that sunscreen. But it is truly the one compound that we know that can prevent the signs and symptoms of aging because we have control, again, over those photo-aging or that extrinsic aging component of, of skin aging. So I encourage everybody to use sunscreen. All right. And we also talked just before the break about prescription uh, medications for the skin, such as retinoic acid and tretinoin, are there other prescription uh, treatments for the skin? There are other vitamin A derivatives um, that are effective, but they have the same unfortunate side effects of, of burning, itching, and sun sensitivity. Uh, there are plenty of office treatments, uh, again, the which which you you know you see a cosmetic dermatologist or plastic surgeon. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about bot botulism toxin, Botox. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a purified toxin from a bacteria that actually causes botulism, but when it's used in very tiny doses, it can relax the facial muscles that are responsible, say, for the crow's feet on the outside of the eyes or frown lines and other facial lines. And it works for months at a time. 
the injections oh, take 10, 15 minutes in the office setting. Um, not too uncomfortable for most people, and there's like no recovery time. Uh, the results are temporary, unfortunately. It's not a permanent fix, and you do have to retreat every four to six months. Uh, it could also be costly. It's not, uh, it's not a very inexpensive ordeal. But Botox can absolutely decrease the appearance of fine lines for a period of time. Um, chemical peels are another option. Uh, these are chemical solutions that are applied to small areas of the skin on the face or neck. Sometimes the back of the hands are treated. Uh, chemical uh, damage is it's controlled. It's a controlled chemical damage. Uh, after the procedure, the skin can become red, can peel off a little bit. Uh, but it can be effective in removing some pigmented spots on the face. It can improve acne scars and some wrinkles and give you a little bit a healthier glow, if you will. Uh, the peels that are used, you might heard uh, trichloroacetic acid is a, not an uncommon peel used. Glycolic acid is a peel, uh, an acid that's used, and there are others. Um, laser do resurfacing. We, do okay. we know of any long-lasting adverse effects of these peels? No, there's. I don't know of any long-lasting damaging effects unless it's it's not you know peel has gone so deep that it causes scarring because somebody uh, was a little overzealous. Um, in in individuals of color, I have to say, any darker skin is very identical to white skin, except for one major difference in the ability to create pigment. Obviously, darker skin can create pigment much easier, and it does so in response to inflammation. So if you have dark skins, four, five, six skin type, uh, anytime there's an inflammation, oftentimes it heals with a footprint of pigment. We call that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, and that can last a very long time. You'll see sometimes in people of color, if they have acne, when they heal, they're left with a brown mark. And that brown mark is sometimes more disconcerting than the acne was. Uh, and, and after a peel, remember, a peel is a process where you actually create inflammation. So if you are a darker-skinned individual, you have to be very careful um, doing these kinds of procedures because you could heal darker. Uh, I would always... Uh, I would always test an area in the back of the ear or right in front of in the jawline on any product I use on somebody with darker skin because if you create inflammation, again, the last thing you want to do is have them heal even darker. And not that it's permanent, but it can last months to years. Sometimes it's very difficult to get that pigment to go away. And the same is true with laser resurfacing. Here's another um, opportunity to decrease the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles and to really get some rejuvenation, which what you would think of as rejuvenation besides hydration, where you actually increase inflammation in the skin or stimulate the lower levels of skin to create collagen with some non-ablative lasers. But again, if you get inflammation and a person of darker color gets inflamed and then they leave this footprint, uh, you have a, a bigger cosmetic problem than you started with. So I kind of answered two two questions at once. One was about um, other pro procedures that could be done to rejuvenate, and there are there are plenty. And a, a good cosmetic dermatologist or plastic surgeon has has plenty of op, you know uh, options in their armamentarium to to offer you. But if you are a person of a darker skin color, you have to be very careful doing these procedures or anything for that matter that creates inflammation. You don't want to have a bigger problem at the end. And in, in you mentioning this, I wanted to 
uh, get your take on this because when you go online to many of these websites, they actually have and they will say it's professional grade peels, whether it's salicylic, alpha hydroxy, different, even TCA peels that are sold on these websites. What do you say to your patients who are thinking of purchasing these peels and doing them at home? Again, I discourage anybody from doing anything to try to treat their skin. You know, the skin is an organ. It has a function. We associate our skin with our vanity and our beauty and, and our self-esteem, but it is an organ, and, and you want it healthy because you want it to continue to be that barrier to the chemical world, to bacteria world. You want it to maintain moisture. That's what it does. Um, so I cannot encourage anybody to try to self-treat, uh, or you can get into trouble. A, a young girl who, who I have had a patient, a young girl who did come in, and she was a young lady of color, and, and she was as pigmented as can be for doing, using something as seemingly benign as benzoyl peroxide for her acne. She applied this product for acne, and it created a lot of inflammation on her face, and her acne was a little bit better, but now she had a face full of pigment. And it was a much more difficult problem than she started with. So I discourage people from trying to be their own self-dermatologist. I would truly ask somebody who's trained in skin health, trained in skin disease, can take your particular condition, your particular skin type, your needs, your general health in consideration and give you a regimen that is truly best for you. Um, So I would discourage people from purchasing things like that. I thought you would. I just wanted to get it from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And in terms of nutrition, I mean, a big part of what we do on this show, we talk about health. And I wonder, what's your thought on the importance of nutrition and the appearance of the skin? Eating healthy, eating a healthy diet is good for your whole body. Your skin is one organ of your whole body. So Part of a healthy skin is part of being a healthy person. Of course, a diet rich in fruits and vegetables is encouraged. Uh, Foods high in omega-3 fatty acids we know. Eat plenty of salmon, sardines if you like them, fortified eggs, nuts is encouraged. Um, As important as a healthy diet is lead a healthy lifestyle. Don't smoke. Avoid direct sunlight. Uh, Get plenty of sleep. Get your eight hours at night. Exercise regularly. I tell my patients exercise five days a week, 30 minutes at least. Uh, Drink plenty of water. A healthy lifestyle gives a person a healthy body and the organ of the skin being part of the body, uh, that's the best you can do for it. All those, you know, cleanse, moisturize. Again, this is just, uh, we're, we're talking about one organ, but I would absolutely encourage someone to live a healthy lifestyle. And nutrition is important in being a healthy person. And since we mentioned nutrition, what are your thoughts on uh, these vitamins that are out there? You'll see vitamins for skin, hair, nails. A lot of times they're very expensive and they are seen as different and they're supposed to be important in taking mm-hmm. care of the skin, hair, and nails. What, what are your thoughts on those? Again, if you're living a healthy lifestyle, including a healthy diet, you're probably getting all the vitamins, nutrients, and essential minerals that you need. Um, I, again, base my opinion on medical research. I have read a lot of positive things about vitamin supplementation, in particular vitamin D. Yet there's also some downsides of taking hypervitamins, and there's plenty of research showing some vitamins in excess can cause harm. So with all that being said, I recommend my patients, if they're eating a healthy lifestyle, 
We do check vitamin D levels and make sure people are have adequate levels of vitamin D because we know vitamin D, and particularly in women, helps bone bone health. Um, with all that being said, I don't believe excessive biotin, zinc. There is no medical evidence that showing hypervitamin you know, taking increased levels of these types of biotin nails really has any effect. We haven't seen an effect. Again, a healthy lifestyle, uh, perhaps a multivitamin a day if you're not eating well, um, but I would not spend any extra of my finances on increased vitamins or any particular supplement to aid in one aspect of your skin. There's just no medical evidence that it's beneficial. I usually love to leave my listeners with a tip of the week, something that they can implement right away. And so, again, with, with the plethora of skincare products out there, and your website will definitely help people with making better choices. But uh, if someone were to, say, have just enough money to purchase two products for their skin, what would you say those two products should be? Oh, that's an easy one. The first would be a moisturizer, a fragrance-free moisturizer with a broad-spectrum sunscreen in it of 30 or higher. That would be one. Uh, And a mild cleanser would be the other. Um, If they had a little extra money, I would tell them to then buy a separate sunscreen when they were out at the beach or when they were uh, outdoors activities. So, again, a mild cleanser, a moisturizer with sunscreen, and a regular sunscreen. So I added a third, but if you're not uh, a person who's running around outdoors often, a moisturizer with sunscreen is adequate. Sunscreen is probably the single biggest uh, benefit to skin that is underutilized by most individuals today. Well, they heard it from you. How may our listeners contact you? Uh, yes, that would be uh, on the website, fryface.com, F-R-Y-F-A-C-E.com. On the lower right is a little button that says Contact Us. And if you click that button, Contact Us, it will give you an opportunity to leave your name and a message. And uh, you can send us a question, or, and uh, we will get back to you as soon as possible. So that is board-certified dermatologist Dr. Fry, and her website is fryface.com. You can go there for lots of great information to help you as you try to choose your skincare products and your skincare regimen. All right, and for you listeners, I do thank you for listening in. Remember, your health is your wealth, so please do something healthy for yourselves until I see you next time. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drdianethompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.